tonight with Lester Kivett on Cape Talk. Just want to remind you what we have still in store for you on uh, the show tonight. Uh, just now we go to our beautiful news feature with some inspirational and uh, motivating news from uh, those South Africans who are doing good and are doing good in their lives. And then at 9.20 we get an update from the IEC and just how this weekend's uh, voter registration drive went. And we try and couple that in with a conversation we had last week where a research survey company said that uh, uh, 4.5 million South South Africans saying that uh, they just won't even go out to go register at a polling station. So we go check in with the IEC on just how this registration weekend went, focusing specifically here in the Western Cape. And after that, we go speak to uh, uh, political analyst Ntikalelo Breakfast just on the latest revelations of the State Capture Commission. Uh, Angelo Agresi dropping some more names, this time some journalists and former journalists on uh, on what exactly uh, came out of that State Capture Commission Galelo breakfast coming to us just after 9.30. And then we end the show between 10 and 11 with a replay of uh, an insert or snippet of an interview we had yesterday with a young Cape Town couple, Shahin and Shanice uh, van der Skeef, who quit their job and ran away to literally join the circus. We did play this last night, but it got somehow got lost in all the reporting on the fires and the updates in the fires. And we really think it was a, such a beautiful story of how uh, this couple, very young couple, only in the early 30s, uh, decided to give up the rat race, left very comfortable jobs, and to go follow happiness. And I want to know from you guys, what would you do if you could give up your job tonight? Call or SMS your boss tonight and then go follow your dream job. What exactly would you go do? Would you sell everything and go join the circus? Uh, I'm 35 years old. I'm currently working two jobs during the day, one during the day, and I come here at night, and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So I think it's going to be a very, very interesting replay of the interview last night. But of course, you can influence uh, the course of the show and the tone of the show. You can call us with your thoughts, your comments, and your views uh, to 021-446-0567, or you can WhatsApp us on 072-567-567, and there's also the SMS line on 31567. On the app, online and across the Cape on 567 AM. This is Cape Talk. Now it's that time, the most inspirational time of the week. It's time for Cape Talk. Some beautiful news. Some beautiful news indeed. And of course, if I can remind you, we listen to these stories here on Cape Talk in our beautiful news feature. You get to have a listen and then you get to, uh, to comment on them. You can then call us or WhatsApp us on just what story exactly has moved you. And then later in the week, uh, we then get that person in on air and we talk about their life and what they have contributed to society, what they have done to better their lives and basically what they have done to uh, motivate not only themselves but also to us listening to their stories and we start today's feature with a story of Evelina Shabalala who began the race of the of a lifetime the day she moved to Cape Town in search of work with a young child to take care of 4 a.m. was the only time she had to go running before long her pursuit revealed her athletic prowess but 
Barefoot Shabalala ran her first professional 10-kilometer race and won. That afternoon, she entered a 5-kilometer race and she won that too. And with the prize money, she could finally afford a pair of running shoes. Shortly after, Shabalala began competing in long-distance races. She completed the London Marathon, placing 25th position. And with her insurmountable energy, Shabalala then turned to the grueling challenge of mountain climbing and summited three of the world's highest peaks. And the fact that she's HIV positive never held her back. I got this virus. I was thinking my life is finished. But I said no. Everything happened, happened for us. Still I can run. Nothing's going to stop me. Just accept, take my treatment. Life mustn't stop. After I finished to climb the Kilimanjaro, I met Majiba. And he said you are HIV positive. But still I go all this mountain climbing. But always tell people, it's not the end of the life if you HIV positive. After that is a life. So crucial that we found strength in ourselves. Only then can we use the positive radiant light to help others. And that's the story of Evelina Shabalala. And then next, quite topical with this conversation that we are having about fires. During the fires in the Overstrand over New Year, terrified animals were desperately fleeing the crackling flames of uh, the raging fires that devoured uh, parts around Hermanus. But all Corne Ace could think about was whether, the, whether they'd make it out alive. The teenage conservationist realized that the slowest animals had the slightest chance of survival. And while distressed families bungled their belongings and sped away from the streams of smoke overshadowing their houses, instead Ace Young, Kone Ace, packed his father's car with emergency supplies and rushed into the blaze where he had tortoises to save. When I first heard about the fire, I just immediately thought about the animals that were going to suffer. When we got evacuated from school, it hit me like, this is big. This is the biggest fire Hermanus has ever seen. We saw four or five meter flames standing up against the road. Trees burning, bushes burning, people running around. And while everyone's leaving, we're going in. That day, myself and my dad were in and out of the flames rescuing tortoises. We managed to save a total of 33 tortoises and they were released back into Fernkloof Nature Reserve. When I released the tortoises, I felt quite emotional, you know, because I knew those 33 were not going to make it if I didn't do anything about it. My parents have been supporting me since day one for my wildlife conservation passion, and I think that's one of my main reasons why I'm still doing it. Wildlife deserve to be appreciated and looked after, because without them we can't survive. Next up, Bahia Khan plays life on boss level. Critically and internationally acclaimed, the game developer's work is far removed from the focus of mainstream gaming. Instead, it centers on the female experience of violence. Uh, she's a passionate advocate for mental health awareness and at 23 years old, chose to enter the world of digital gaming with a purpose. And she says she's making the games she wants to play. <laughs>
name is Fei Yakan and I write and make video games. I'm making games that I want to play. The game design industry is really toxic and I feel like women aren't really given a platform to speak about things. I have borderline personality disorder. I wanted to sort of destigmatize borderline as well because I feel like we're often so demonized. When creating After Hours, it was important to me to explore issues that women face daily. I was fortunate enough in that I got to travel to a few places this year around the world to show my game. And it's been super awful how many women can relate to the game. I hope that this game makes women feel less alone. I want my work to cultivate empathy and be a sort of exercise in psychological evolution. And finally, Athel Williams' life is a story of triumph. Growing up in Mitchell, Spain during apartheid set him back from the start. And in the township built to accommodate victims of forced removals, residents endured inferior resources at every level, from the housing to their education. And the latter was more than just about separation. The aim was to keep people of color from learning and progressing. But Williams has never been one to be left behind at every opportunity he took matters into his own hands and his starting point it was a humble book growing up in Mitchell's during apartheid was tough in many ways education was one of the many systems that failed us I realized that to beat the system I would have to take personal responsibility for my life and my own education my name is Athel Williams I'm a poet writer and social philosopher I'm the only person in the world who's completed five master's degrees from five of the world's top universities. So having come from Mitchell's Plain to go into that is quite an achievement. I started writing when I felt I had so much to say that I couldn't keep it in anymore. I felt a yearning to come home and share what I knew with the community that raised me. There is no joy in being a writer when illiteracy is still an epidemic. The Cape Flats have been abandoned, but there is hope. I think it's very important for us as South Africans to always remember the power of sharing knowledge. And that is the beautiful news story of Athel Williams. If you want to go check out these stories for yourself, you can go on to beautifulnews.co.za. If you want to comment, if you want to uh, help us decide who we're going to feature this Wednesday in our Beautiful News interview, you can call us on 021 446